All right, welcome everyone listening to our podcast, our new podcast, Los Championes. My name is Santiago Vasquez, and I'm here accompanied by my friends. Rodrigo. <laughs> Santos Martinez. Hola, what's up? And we are here to present you with all the information you need to stay up to date and all about international sports and only about soccer. Most, well, everything well, about soccer. <laughs> well, maybe about soccer. Uh, everything from transfer markets, international championships and tournaments, uh, the actual leagues themselves, in the Premier League, La Liga, all the news you need from any league, you'll transfer find it. Transfer rumors. Transfer rumors. Anything you need to know, we'll Other be here for it. Other facts. We're here, we're here for it. So, guys, today we start after, sadly, we are a Mexico fan team here, and we... Uh. Two thirds. Two thirds of us. Well, I was, he was supporting us for the. <laughs> I was supporting. I was supporting them, but we sadly lost one zero to a young U.S. squad. But Mexico also played their, their a young squad, not their starting, but it was a very strong and interesting matchup. You go back and you look at the group stage. Mexico did beat their group. Uh, let me see by seven points, I believe. Seven points. Yeah, seven, seven points, points, I believe. But the only time coming to Trinidad. Yeah, only tie in that's the starting match. That was a great game, by the way. I'm going to say that now. Y'all can come at me, bro. Trinidad's keeper. Add me on Twitter. (laughs) Trinidad's keeper actually was cracked during that game. Uh, And then USA won all three games, winning all nine points in their Group B, and then Canada falling behind. You go into the quarterfinal matches, Mexico went up against Honduras and won an impressive 3-0 to cruise towards the semifinals. Goals from Funes Mario Monterey. Orbelin Pineda of Cruz Azul, and then later Funes Mari scored once more with a powerful header. Oh, actually, take that back because the first goal from Funes Mari was disallowed because yeah. of an offside. But Funes Mari came back for the second goal, and then Jonathan Dos Santos struck a volley, which was pretty crazy to the bottom left corner. So that was pretty impressive. And then we go to the U.S., and they faced against their. Jamaican rivals and outlasted them at the last minute. One zero. Could you believe that? They, I think, most of the games haven't they? Yeah. They were yeah. close. Yeah, all the teams made it really struggling. I mean, well, made it pretty difficult for the USA, but they still managed to pass through. The U.S. maintained possession about sixty-eight percent, nearly doubling the passing against Jamaican rivals. Ashley Blake, U.S. I mean, Jamaican keeper. He he maintained Jamaica's like t- uh, stalemate during U.S.'s match. So that was crazy. But then finally, near the 82nd minute, poor positioning of Ashley Blake. He kind of dove out too early for it. Matthew Hope scored the goal. Uh, Matthew Hope's of Sch- uh, Schalke 04 from uh, Germany. We go and head into the uh, semifinals. This match was actually interesting. I was a big fan of this one, which it was the U.S. versus Qatar. Because Qatar was a like a, I felt like a dark horse, wouldn't you? Oh think? Yeah. yeah, they were kind of not really. Kind of not really. Why? They just won a tournament. That's nation. true, I guess. But like, you don't really hear a lot about Qatar, right? You'd think they'd be a small nation, but I we we well, they went into this game really putting up a challenge against an equally as potent American team. Qatar did have more chances with eighteen shots. Like if you look at the shot count, Qatar had eighteen total shots with two on target, while the U.S. Only had about five. That's. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't see all the shots, so I, I. But like, if there's only two on target, I think that you must. I guess you're right. I mean, you can have all the shots you want, but if you can't capitalize, yeah. it doesn't matter. But although Qatar still put up a pretty good fight, U.S. maintained most of the possession with the passing rate of eighty-six percent. 
they had a penalty. If you saw that game, Qatar actually had a penalty at the penalty? 60th minute. Yeah, but the guy, I think he tried to, he put too much under it and he flew it over the ball. Oh my God. He flew it over the bar and he he really didn't. I would have loved to see Qatar in the final. Yeah, Qatar would have been an interesting team to see in like a CONCACAF tournament. But what can you do? Maybe next year. Uh, well, as I mentioned, at the 86th minute, Qatar made a really poor clearance, and which allowed the U.S. to quickly counter with a first-touch finish by Yassi Zardes, who punched their ticket into the final. And it was a really impressive run by Qatar, if I do say so myself. Then Mexico face up against U.S.'s northern rivals, the Canadians. Uh, rivals. <laughs> rivals. Well, I thought of it like that. You think, like those big names, you think it would be rivals. But the first half was really well fought. But finally... A foul committed in a box by Suwon Samsung Blue Wings. Uh, Daniel Henry allowed Mexico to open up the score with a penalty by Orbelin Pineda of Cruz Azul. So that allowed Mexico to get through a little bit easier in Shut the first Chivas. half. Sure. <laughs> we, have, we do have a Chivas fan in, in the group. So if you listeners are Chivas fans, well, we have one supporter here. Towards the 57th minute, New England Revolution's uh, Tejan Buchanan scored a piece of magic towards Mexico's left flank against Carlos Salcedo of Mexico's Tigres. He did a scissor, like he did the, the uh, what's that? Uh, I keep forgetting that. It's Sometimes it's scissors, sometimes it's crossover. It's a crossover. I know you were He had a crossover. <laughs> Put it in FIFA <laughs> he had a crossover on the left side, and then he nailed it right post, so it was then 1-1. We continue on, and Mexico was gifted another penalty for an opportunity from a foul. Oh, no, handball. It was a handball. Uh, but Carlos Salcedo missed his penalty as Maximilian Crepeau of the Vancouver Whitecaps read the direction to allow Canada to breathe once more. So Mexico did have a penalty to keep going, but they screwed up. But... We continue with the match uh, until finally a cross from Mexico's Rodolfo Pizarro was struck first time by Atletico Madrid's Hector Herrera, which found the back of the net at the end of extra that secured Mexico's spot in the finals against the USA. A predicted matchup, a predicted matchup that we all thought would happen, you know, because yeah, it seemed like historically, yeah, yeah, you seem you I think, think every final for the Gold Cup, every final, US, it seemed like US or Mexico. I think maybe but we two, love that rivalry. But, you know, sometimes you want to see something different. I would love to see Qatar. Exactly. When we go back to the whole Qatar, you wanted to see something different. But maybe next year. Mexico dominated the possession, created numerous chances with 61% possession and higher shots by five. So that was a very interesting match. The final, we were all having dinner with each other about, what, two days ago? When was that? Sunday. Sunday, yeah. yeah. Uh, we watched. It was a stalemate. So I mean, it wasn't a boring game. It wasn't because they had equal chances. You go back and look at the stats. Both had tons of chances. It's just they really couldn't finish. Yeah, it just right? came to who was going to take that one chance and actually put it in the back of the net. Because they had plenty. They did. Plenty of chances. I knew. I told, I told them, I'm like, if Mexico doesn't take advantage, they're going to lose the game. And like, you could see it coming. Like, they had the advantage in the first half. Second half, they kind of turned it around a bit. It was more even. Mm-hmm. Then he was smacked them. Nah. They deserved to lose. That was annoying. You know, the United States goalkeeper was actually playing pretty good. Yeah, oh. U.S.'s goalkeeper. There was a there was a header in earlier in the match, yeah, right? First half. First half. It was uh, pretty sure it was Matt Turner. Yeah, it was Matt Turner of the. I'm pretty sure he played. He plays for, he plays for New England Revolution. 
Uh, he made impressive saves during that match. He dove for that header that was that seemed. That, like, was, that wasn't like an easy header. It wasn't. It was a hard angle. It forced him to dive, and, and he covered that spot, so it kept them in the game zero to zero. There were a bunch of chances. You look at uh, Yassi Zardes. Remember that cross that he had, and he was one on one with the keeper, and he tried to volley it, and he misses it completely. And it's like okay, but credit to both keepers because Talavera mm-hmm. from from Mexico said yeah. That guy was also making some. He was. Saves. They both like. Well, when the pressure comes up, you you gotta assume they're gonna have to kick up the. I game mean, the goal they conceded wasn't even as. I mean, maybe he could have mm-hmm. come out for it a bit, but at the end of the day, he can't be carrying the whole team. Yeah, the game went on forever. I mean, I wouldn't on each side. Anything would happen. I think once that goal went in, Mexico's side just. I think they shut down because there was I'm, three minutes left. I'm kind of glad it ended like that. Mm, sure. If, if it would have went to penalties, oof, that would have been even more dramatic. <laughs> My heart would have been beating. You think about it, that would have been even more dramatic. But finally, they go into extra time, and then at the 100th, at the 117th minute, uh, Miles Miles Robinson of the Atlanta United mm-hmm. center back. Scored a corner with a header, or was it a cross? No, it wasn't a corner. It was just a, it was just a, a cross. Free kick. It's a free kick. kick. Yeah, a free kick on the left flank. And yeah, Miles Turner scored that goal and allowing the USA to win once more against the Mexican strong side the second time in a row this year. Is it this year with the Nations Cup? Yeah. Yeah. So congrats for the USA. Although we didn't want them to win, we wanted Mexico to win. Congrats. We got. I mean, it's a wake up call for Mexico. It is a wake up. A few call. years ago, it would have been easy for the for Mexico, but these these past years, they they got some talent. They have. They and have. This was any, this was these were their youngsters. That's a wake up call. Personally, it's this is getting. If it were, if it weren't that big of a rivalry, you could say Mexico could have an edge, mm-hmm. but because it means so much to them. USA's. You think one more time though, Mexico and the US didn't have their starting squads. Christian Polisic was out. Uh, Mexico Sergi had some Dest. starters. I yeah, think. Guillermo Choa was out. Lozano, yeah, Irving Lozano called back to the beginning against Trinidad. He had that horrific uh, accident with the, the yeah. keeper and he ends up in a brace. How long was he out? You mentioned that. I don't know how long he was out for that. That injury was horrific. If you guys go back and look at those highlights. But we did have stars. I can't even make yeah. excuse. The USA won. We did have some stars. U.S. did have Jesse Sardes and some players as well. But, yeah. I mean, we're going to have to... Mexico would have to hopefully recover their players. Edwin Lozano. And see what we can also bump up in creating an even better team. Hopefully for World Cup. Because now, one more oh, year yeah. and we get in the World Cup. USA seems like... A fairly confident team when they're going to get ready for this World Cup because they have stars rising, and I don't like as much as I don't I don't want them to succeed. But I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you guys here on the and listeners, I'm not a big fan of the U.S. national team because I keep feel in like, mind we're all born in America. Yeah, we're all born in America, but the system I don't know it's weird. Yeah. But I I do have to admit they do have rising stars that are capable of taking the U.S. a pretty long way. So we'll see in how the qualifiers work out later this year and the next year and see how the World Cup turns out. And then, all right, Santos, you want to talk about something with our transfer market? Yeah. See how that's going on? No, enough about this international stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is still an international transfer market. What's the big headlines we've got today? Well, I guess we started off with Jaden Sancho to Man U. Jaden Sancho to Man U. Oh, let's talk about that. But- Dortmund. Two menu for a total of what was it? Bad for Holland. Seventy-three that's million. That's like I re- I did yeah. read an interview that Holland and Sancho did talk before they mm-hmm. the transfer was made, and they were on good terms. Like they weren't pissed. Yeah, I know. So that was good. So, yeah. I mean, it's looking like Holland might stay. 
I th- I don't know. I think so many people are leaving Dortmund. They have his contract up so high. That's true. He Chelsea's is very expensive. They're just gonna keep turning it up. It's very. He's very. I mean, expensive. I'd love to see him go to England. Yeah, I, not Chelsea, obviously. Maybe yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> we also have a Liverpool bandwagon. <laughs> not, not a bandwagon. <laughs> but you look back at Borussia Dortmund's history. You think of Osman Dembele, who got transferred to Barcelona. You think of Christian Pulisic, who did that historic transfer for the U.S. Uh, representation to Chelsea. Uh, Mario Götze goes to uh, Bayern, Bayern Munich, and then he comes back, and then he goes home to PSV. It's a PSV, right? I think he went to PSV. Yeah. yeah. And then the biggest one, Robert Lewandowski from Borussia Dortmund to Bayern Munich. So you, I think Borussia is more of a development team. <laughs> I want to say something. Go ahead. I want to say something. I've always noticed that Dortmund has some amazing talent. They sell these players to big clubs like Bayern. Yeah. It's like a trading system, basically, yeah. at this point. But I feel like they can never develop their team into a quite like a UCL championship contender team. Borussia Dortmund? Yeah. Yeah, they go pretty far. They have but such good talent. Yeah, they they sell all these players, but they can never develop them at their own club. I, yeah, I'm, that's, that's very true. I mean, Royce is an exception. He's been injured way too much, though. Yeah. Some could say he didn't live up to... Hopefully, he still has. He's still he's a good player. Like right now, I'm pretty sure Marco Royce. How old is he? He has. He's about. He has to be like 32. You know. Yeah, uh, 1980. He's, he's 32. Yeah, you're right. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> nah, you're good. We're all we're all we're all grown ups here. It's okay. But yeah, he's 32. Ronaldo's 35. I give him about one more year or so. But hopefully, he could make one more grand appearance because Marco Royce does deserve some credit for being sticking yeah. loyal to Borussia Dortmund. So, yeah, Jaden Sancho to Man U. Total of 50 goals, 64 assists for his Dortmund career. He actually started out Man City. I saw that. Yeah, their academy. Their academy, Man City. And then switched to Man U. So that was a very interesting topic to get to. Uh, we'll talk about. He was worth $73 million. When you go back, you look at those data, <clears throat> it says that he's worth €73 million. Euros and, well, he's 21 years old. So that is a rising star because 21 is pretty young and who knows how much that kid can develop, right? Yeah, that guy's going to be crazy. You could even see it in the Euros. <coughs> yeah. <as> he, <coughs> poor kid. Did he not get a lot of minutes, though? In the, he, <coughs> what was the game that he actually did get a lot of minutes? I think minutes it was like the semifinal. Uh, was it against Denmark? Maybe. I think, I think it, it might have been against Denmark. He, did, he, he is an impressive player, although England's whole squad has an impressive yeah, youth oh, yeah. squad showing up. You've got Phil Foden. You've got Mason Mount. You've got... Should Elite. we talk about that final? Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. All right, since Jaden Sancho from England. Yeah. Okay, no, let's just talk about the final. Okay. England, Italy, yeah. thoughts. The, okay, these two wanted... <laughs> I kept saying, <laughs> at the very beginning, I said, England, it's coming home. Watch. Nobody believed me. Roll ended up sticking on my side, but it no, was... This another was after, of ours. This was after the group stage, so yeah. it doesn't really count. He wasn't there since day one. Mm-hmm. And, bro, I, I literally had him winning it, and then... Well, we all saw the penalty shootout. I honestly feel really bad for those young players. That was an impressive penalty shootout. Jordan Pickford made an impressive... He kept England in the game. Donnarumma might have been keeper of the tournament, or was Jordan Pickford chosen? Uh, I I think think Donnarumma because... They both got awards. Because he won. I think Donnarumma got player of the tournament. Man of the match or something. Those are two yeah, young but, keepers yeah. you don't want to face it. But Jordan Pickford in those penalties, he saved two. He kept England in the match, so that was an impressive... Like, he's a good keeper for being a little bit... Sh- After um, Harry Maguire 
scored that second penalty for England. I thought they were going to win it. Yeah, to be honest. that was a solid pen breaking that GoPro, even on live oh, TV. I God. remember that. But Diddley did make a very stunning comeback after not participating in the 2018 World Cup. Being oh, embarrassed. Yeah. I, can't, I can't believe Yeah, it. being embarrassed, uh, dropped true. out against Sweden. I remember that. That was crazy. But they proved themselves again with their youth talent with uh, Donnarumma as keeper. They've got uh, Jorginho. You mean their older players like Manucci? Yeah, Manucci Spaz- and Spaziola. Spaziola, like yeah. Italy's team managed to come back and prove their marks to make them just as big a giants as Spain, Germany, and France. So that was a great final to what witness. It was one of those best finals you could have ever watched live. You just I feel like Spain's making a comeback too. Spain, you could you could say that. I didn't really think of them as a big team as of late. They do have big names, but I, think I feel like they never. They do have uh, Rigio Pug who plays. I at feel like Barcelona. after that twenty six. What was it, 2016? No, 2014. 14 World Cup. World Cup they I feel like I've never seen them the same. Yeah, they but, were. I mean, they're, they're still good. They team. did face powerhouses at that point. But we go back. Don't want to sidetrack from our transfers, though. Yeah, but Jordan, Jaden Sancho did make a very impressive run through those Euros and through his Dortmund career, spending four years there. So we'll see how that goes and through Eurosport. If you want to learn more about Jaden Sancho's transfer, just go to Eurosport.com. And we move on to another Man U transfer. Dude, actually, well, let's, let's just say that. <laughs> Roland Trade got rid of two big defenders. That is true. That is true. Well, you think about it. We'll get to that soon. I, I forgot. I mean, who do they have? Militao? They have Militao. They recently got Alaba. David Alaba. Oh, yeah. David Alaba. Good call. Good call. We got to mention that in a little bit. But yeah. we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about one of those uh, players that Raul actually gave up, which was a very stunning um, stunning <clears throat> news to get. FIFA, we're gonna have to watch that oh FIFA. But Rafael Varane from Real Madrid to Man U, a transfer fee for about forty-one million euros, stated he was looking ahead to a new chapter. He is twenty-eight years old, and after ten years with Real Madrid, winning four champions and three La Liga, he's on to the Red Devils. What do you? That's mean? crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't even know he was that young to be. I didn't. Are you think? And I didn't know he was at Real for that long. Me neither, because you'd always see, uh, it would always just be, like, I remember the dynamic duo of Sergio Ramos and Pepe, right? Pepe and Sergio Ramos, yeah. but Varane... Just seeing, because uh, seeing him in, like, pictures in that old Real Madrid Yeah, it's so like, weird. He, he was I'm there like, for geez. that long. Yeah, that was crazy, but I don't know. We'll have to see how that works out. <clears throat> Personally, <clears throat> what I've witnessed is that I'm kind of against Man United, they oh, kind yeah. they kind of ruin a yeah. like although they have so much money they get talents like Paul Pogba and that went pretty well or they got Marcus Rashford from their own academies. <clears throat> You've seen players like Radamel Falcao, who was a legend at Atletico Madrid, but then had his career kind of start dissipating right when he joined Man United or Angel Di Maria, who transferred from Real Madrid to Man United, and then he also had a uh, like he hit rock bottom at that point, but then got transferred to PSG for a new enlightening. <clears throat> So, mm, with these Jaden Sancho and Rafael Varane, I feel like, personally, I don't know. I'm kind of scared for this I'm guy. scared for Jaden yeah, Sancho. Sure. I feel the pressure on him is... is for, great. for an attacking player in general, you expect him to be bagging goals, assists. Exactly. If they're not doing that, so like Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal, he was amazing. He was. He was. And then he went to Man U and... Well, you know, she uh, went downhill too. Yeah, to think of it, uh, he's doing well now. Yeah, he went back he to also, recently got a title. He also has a lot of pressure on him because he recently missed 
Exactly. There was Saka, Rashford, and Jadon Sancho. That was terrible. And then uh, backlash about the racial profanity and racial remarks against him. There's no racism, racism fit in soccer. So hope those guys. This will be a new chapter for them, so that they can get better, right? We'll hope for that, for the better for them. So we'll, according to Sky, if you guys want to learn more about Rafael, don't just go to Sky Sports, and there'll be even more info in regards to his transfer. Up next, we've got Danielle Malin to Dortmund. So this was a new one. I personally played FIFA, so Malin was a very OP player. But even in real life, he was impre- impre- impressive. He scored 27 goals in all competition in 2020 and 2021, which was pretty interesting. And he's going for about 34 million euros to Dortmund. So. I feel like that's a steal. It, well, it's not too bad. He is a rising talent because uh, I'm pretty sure he's a fairly young age. Let me see. He's around in his 20s. He's 22. Yeah, he's 22. So he's still a youngster. And knowing the reputation of Borussia Dortmund, who knows? He'll, he could be a new Ma- uh, Holland or something like that, right? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, well, well, we can't busy. slack him because he's putting up impressive numbers. You're, I mean, he's going to a big club. Yeah, exactly. And then, and, and I guess we'll, I mean, a few years ago we didn't even know who Holland was. Exactly, Holland came from Norway from that. Imp- I think it was like he's nine right. two so, dash. I remember the first time I heard of him was when he scored like nine goals. It, in exactly, it was that? like that. Nine, Honduras, Honduras. Honduras. Yeah, that was crazy. That's where his name rose. So then, uh, I he played at Dortmund before. No. But he got picked up from at Dortmund, and then he got developed. So I wouldn't be surprised if Danielle Malin would be another big name that Borussia Dortmund, uh, you know, build upon, develop, develop, and build upon. And we'll have to see how that goes. And we, if you want more info on that, 90minutes.com. We go to a interesting Arsenal transfer that I recently <laughs> read about. I don't really know a lot about this case. Yeah. yeah. So Ben White uh, has his career from Brighton, uh, Brighton Soccer Club. He is, let's see, he's a fairly, oh, he is 23 years old, and he had a transfer fee of 15 million euros. That's not, wait, how For 50 million euros, a five-year deal, and he becomes the third first signing, uh, team signing by the Gunners, so like the highest. He's like one, he's one Jeez. of the highest. I didn't know he was 15 million. I thought he said 15. He's a, he's a defensive center back, center back. Yeah, he's a center back, and that was a very stunning, stunning turn of events because... You wouldn't have thought you don't see some random names show up out of nowhere for the team, right? Especially from Brighton. Because you go back to the Rafael Varane transfer, that guy was forty one million euros. Yeah, but he's proven himself. Okay. I guess, but why wouldn't he wouldn't you think he'd be more expensive though? Why? Yeah, I know, I would have expected Yeah, I looked at those numbers and I'm like, hmm. Do you guys remember how much Harry Maguire was? Harry Maguire Because I remember people from, were pissed. Harry Maguire for Man U? Yeah. Man U when he signed over from Leicester. Let's see. Transfer. It was about 80 million. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah, from, that's what I'm from, from Leicester. Yeah. I never, I didn't go look back to that, but I mean, he <laughs> <laughs> he did prove himself though in Euros. And, yeah. I mean, he's not too bad. I think yeah. he's still got some time to prove himself, but in Arsenal, I think they've struggled a lot recently with players. They haven't, like new managers, they haven't gotten to fulfill those spots. With uh, Mikel Arteta, who was a long, uh, long-running Arsenal fan, so well, he even quoted that he believes that um, Ben White was a top choice, like a very top choice with a bright talent. So we'll have to see how Arsenal does this season and in a few weeks because they start in two weeks with uh, new signing Ben White. So 
if you want to learn more about that, go to our friend Sky Sports to see more about it. Or go the... to pbskids.org. <laughs> have they announced what the first match is going to be for the Prime? I think they have set up the schedule. We'll have to check that out near, near the end of our show today. And then Alfonso Ariola to West Ham. As you know, he was from Real Madrid. He goes to PSG. He was on loan towards uh, Fulham. But but they really needed a keeper. I don't when know. When is Fabianski's? Fabianski, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he is kind of old though, too. Really? So yeah, there was it was a loan. It was the end of the loan, and then finally, uh, West Ham finished with the keeper in their hands. A big rumor that we heard recently was Conde to Chelsea, the center back from Sevilla. <clears throat> if you heard of that transfer news, no, I haven't. Heard of that. Um, it was a very he's a frequent links in regards to transfer to Chelsea. Sevilla are looking for a fee of around sixty-eight million. For the 22 year old. Yeah, they weren't the officer asking for like something else. Like, they added like Zuma. Yeah, Zuma and Everson Palmieri as part of the negotiation, but Sevilla actually rejected that. So there hasn't been a finalized transfer, but we'll have to keep on notice about this guy because he is a rising talent as well. So we'll have to see how that goes. Okay, now that we're on transfers, I feel like you forgot something. I'm looking down here. Is it a big name? I feel like I'm also. You missed a lot. I feel like there are. Conate to Liverpool. Ah, Konate from RB Leipzig. Yeah, yep. you're right. So that'll be a new center back to join that powerful defensive Gee, line. He's a giant. He's as tall as Van yeah. Dyke. Seriously, he's so two—we oh got a whole two whole <laughs> Goliaths then. For and he's me. young too. How much was his transfer for? Uh, I think it was like fifty million. Wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that. He was about geez, sixty-six million for Liverpool. I recently, I recently saw that um, Chelsea was bidding for. Um, Lukaku to, yeah. go, to go over for Lukaku. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, but they declined that. <laughs> yeah, really. no, it was they. It was, they were gonna uh, add. Who were they Alphonse, gonna add? Alfonso. Marcos Alonso, right? Oh, yeah, Alonso. Marcos Alonso. Marcos Alonso and the transfer fee. Oh, but they, okay. But they declined it. Yeesh. Well, there's a lot of news regarding all these rare transfers that you just wouldn't have expected to see in these markets. Just sudden and so. Sp- Sporadic and spontaneous. Another even big one that we recently heard of was the transfer of Sergio Ramos to a lot of, oh, players. A lot of players going to PSG. A lot of players. Oh, I think PSG. Gigi Wijnaldum from Liverpool. Oh, Donnarumma. Donnarumma from uh, AC oh, Milan. Oh, they know. Hakimi from. I told you. Was it from Real Madrid? Inter. 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 He played for Real for a while, right? He did play for Real for a bit. Uh, Sergio Ramos came in for a 50 million. I'm 15, 15 million to PSG. I mean, it's low, but then the age comes. In I think his contract was nearing the end too, so he was a, technically a free agent, I believe, at the mm-hmm. end. But yeah, PSG is going to be a growing force. And how about that little drama with Gigi Wijnaldum for Barcelona at first, huh? I mean, <laughs> the reason he left was he left Liverpool was because we couldn't afford his fees, and he wanted to hire. Yeah, so. I heard Barcelona has been yeah, for some go financial status things about. And now he's talking, he's been talking on social media about how the fan, like, after every loss, the fans would blame him. And, really? And yeah. they basically couldn't mm. handle it. Mm, like he just of, I mean, I feel like he's kind of making excuses because every fan base is like that, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Barcelona transfers. Barcelona transfers. How there oh, are so much showing up. Memphis Depay scored his first goal for as a penalty in their preseason match against. Uh, has he scored two then? 
He has scored two. I remember there was another goal. There's like a volley. There was a volley. I don't know against what team, but I know for sure he, yeah. he has made an he has made an impressive mark for himself in Barcelona, being a new winger. Because we have Barcelona with the constant injuries, like injury prone Osan Dembele. Uh, the loss of Neymar was it again? Yeah, he. Oh, I don't know. This but he's so he's break. frequently injury prone yeah, that you just don't know. So we need to find someone so- solid for that spot. And then Sergio Aguero accompanying his uh, international uh, partner Lionel Messi will be an interesting thing to see. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was that transfer that really. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of doing it just so Messi can mm-hmm. renew his contract. That's true. So but, Saudi I mean, will. we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then on top of that, you hear news that. Uh, Graceman might be going back to Barcelona. I mean, uh, uh, Atletico, because they really? were, they were thinking about a swap with uh, Saul for Saul, Saul Ninguez, yeah, the center mid. They were thinking about doing a swap, so he would go back to his home. Speaking of team. center mid going to Atletico Madrid, Rodrigo de Paul. Rodrigo, Rodrigo de Paul from uh, Italy, right? It was yeah. uh, de Paul. He did make a very impressive run during the Copa America uh, yeah. tournament. Yeah, he did. Infinite stamina. Yeah, infi- he had yeah. infinite stamina. He scored pretty frequently. I see on the scoreboards a lot. He's 27 and he played for. Um, it says well because they updated him. He plays for Atletico now, but I remember he plays for. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's a hard I team. I don't remember. Udinese, 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 Italy from 2016 to 2021. So, mm. yeah, Unai. Uh, no, it's not Unai Emery. <laughs> it's uh, Diego Simeone. Yeah, he had confidence in signing him. So, Rodrigo Paul, uh, De Paul will be an interesting, interesting signing to see if he grows in Atletico. Do you see Atletico challenging for the title this season? I do, I do, because you wouldn't have expected them to do so well last season, right? You think 33-year-old Luis Suarez wouldn't have ended up, I think he ended up as top scorer, right? Yeah, Yeah, Luis Suarez ended up as top scorer. He was really close, I just remember seeing, they were so close every single time they play a game, they were close to getting the title, and then they'd end up losing it, and then Barcelona around which were fighting. Yeah, he had 21 goals, so that was pretty impressive. Don't understand Barcelona. Barcelona gave up because of age, and then you yeah. see that they signed Sergio Aguero, who's about thirty-two or thirty-three. So they yeah. both the same age. So it was kind of interesting to see that. But as you can see, there is a lot of transfer news going on today. Don't forget to keep tuning on to our podcast to keep on updated with all these random, even interesting, <laughs> unexpected, and very fascinating transfers that you only get a lot to. Of big yeah, a lot of big names, a lot of big teams, a lot of small teams too. Mm-hmm. Like Gigi Buffon. Gigi Buffon went back to Las Palmas. Palmas? It's something with P. I know for that. Let me see. But that was his childhood club for the majority of his professional career. And Gianluigi Buffon, yeah, he went back to Parma. Parma, Parma. So where his childhood team. And I recently saw a clip that he made in impressive save during their preseason game so how old is that guy he is he ages like wine he is 43 years old and he's still kicking a ball you can (laughs) can you believe that but yeah always make sure to stay tuned with us and what else we move on to the most recent tournament Mm, speed run the olympics those olympics yeah speed run let's see how those went over the group table real quick yeah the group table so when you look back to all the group info japan 
has had a very impressive I'm run at their hosts. Yeah, yeah. I think I thought they would have had an interesting run, but they had nine points. They won their group stage, and then Mexico came in second with six. Uh, group B, South Korea won with six, and New Zealand beat Romania due to goal differences with four points. Uh, group C, Spain won in Group uh, C with five, and then Egypt follow with four points and beat Argentina in terms of goal differences. Yeah, you think Argentina come out of Copa America? And they're ready for Olympics, but big names like Messi, Aguero. And you gotta remember it's young talent. It's young Maybe talent. Maybe they're not as experienced. I'm pretty sure it's U23 or U21. Although they can add like older. They cannot add some old players. But yeah, uh, Group Danny D, Alves. Brazil. Danny Alves, 38. Danny Alves, 38, <laughs> making a presence for the Brazilian team in the Olympics. That was impressive. Speaking of Brazil, they also won their group with seven, and then Ivory Coast came in behind with five points. We move on to the quarterfinals. Spain equalizes at the death with a roller coaster quarterfinal with a score of five to two. Uh, Ivory Coast opened up a score with a close range tap in by Manu's Eric Bailly, but he'll come up later as actually causing harm to the Ivory Coast team because he allowed some goals to go in. By a corner cross led by Maxine Elian Gradel from Turkish club Sivaspor. Further into the half, Danny Olmo of RB Leipzig of the Bundesliga shot from the left side six-yard box to the top right corner. Defensive mistake led to the goal at the 30th minute. The match continued for either side until finally at the 90th minute. Can you? Most of these goals showed up at like the 90th minute. You'd I feel be, like recently these games have been crazy. They, you'd be. It's crazy. You look at the highlights and it's just crazy how. And you just see one goal after the other. But at the 90th minute in extra time, Ivory Coast Maxin Elian Gradle again shot from the left footed, uh, shot left footed towards the left side of the box to the center goal, assisted by Abdul Kasai uh, after pressing a weak clearance from Spain's team. Even more suspense drew as at the 93rd minute, uh, Rafa Mir of uh, Wolverhampton took advantage of Ivory Coast. Eric Bai, he comes back with a weak clearance. It was a very odd clearance if you look back in the tapes to equalize the match, and they ended up tying 2 2 after that, uh, like the regulated time. Uh, an extra time at the 98th minute, Eric Bayer returns to make a handball, allowing for Mikel Oyarzabal of uh, Real Sociedad, a pardon for my uh, pronunciation, uh, to score, allowing Spain to lead the first time this match because uh, the Ivory Coast actually dominated this match in the beginning. Uh, at the 118th minute, Rafa Mir once more scores again from a difficult right-side angle assisted by RB Leipzig's Danny Olmo. And finally, for the third time, if you can believe it, Rafa Mir again scoring at the 120th minute to the center of the goal assisted by Mikel Yarsalba, winning their semi-spot 5-2 in a thrilling match, if I do say so myself. And then we move on to Japan. Actually, take that back. Oh, yeah, never mind. Japan, they stayed level with New Zealand for majority of their game. Then they finally got to the PKs. Uh, their keeper actually made it very, two impressive saves. It was uh, Tami. Tami? Ah. Did they go to PKs? Yeah, they went to PKs, and then Japan won 4-2. Uh, Kosei Tani of the Shonen Belmar saves two. Uh, actually, saves one, and then New Zealand screws up one of their pens allowing for Japan to win 4-2. And recently, in the semifinals, it was Japan versus Spain. A goal find Mar uh, by Marcos, Marco Asensio of Real Madrid allowed for... What was that looking though? It was an it extra was, time, It was right? an extra time, yeah. yeah Spain like versus Japan. I understand. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe flashbacks. It was 
ones I know for sure it was one zero, and then Marcos. Yeah, 115th minute, if you could believe that. So Japan did make it a very difficult match to a powerful Spain side. But Marco Asensio, Real Madrid, buried a goal for Spain, allowing them to secure their spot for this Wednesday's match. No, it was the Saturday's. The Saturday's this match. Saturday's the final? Yeah, the Saturday's match against who we are going to talk about as well, Brazil who won their semifinal match against Mexico, sadly, into the penalty areas. Man, we just can't catch a break this week, can we? <laughs> yeah, you think about it, Mexico has been sadly unlucky during this whole international competition, international break. But they uh, still have a chance for bronze. If you, I mean, we'll take anything at the end. But you look back at Japan, who have had Japan a Japan recently beat them 2-0, they had, so had, had, they're had. strong. I, I had them winning, and they looked really strong. You look into their info. Turns out, uh, Brazil won four to one. I don't know if it was. Nick, can you pull up the stats? I actually want to see. Wait, no, no, that was Japan. They went to PKs. Yeah. Oh, Brazil and Mexico went to PKs. Yeah. Four uh, one Brazil. PKs. Yeah, yeah. Four one in PKs. And Mexico uh, missed two in a row. Yeah, they did. Who were they? That's. Uh, I mean. So even if we see the players, we. I saw the roster. They're a bunch of youngsters. You're yeah, not they are. They are. Like, everybody... I mean, it's good to see that we still have talent. Like, I mean, it's annoying because the U.S., their talent gets a lot of recognition because they're over there playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, ours, they're stuck in Liga MX, MLS. Mm-hmm. Then, then they set the bar, their transfer bar is so high yeah. to the point that teams are just not interested in them anymore. Yeah, they put too much That's money. what the U.S. does differently from Mexico. Even in, my, even in my uh, career FIFA. Even in my career FIFA. I made this character and no one would buy him because uh, I think it was America. America made my character way too expensive so no one bought me. <laughs> no one would have bought me so it was crazy. But and apparently in real life it's the same way. So that game ended goalless at the 120th minute, so they had to go to penalties. Danny Alves, a 35-year-old, 38 years old for Santos Brazil. I'm pretty sure it was Santos Brazil. Um, Scored the first penalty before Eduardo Aguirre uh, actually saw his pen and saved it. So Danny Alves did not score his pen. Oh, jeez. Uh, saw his spot, stats, his like shots. Yeah, I mean, in the Brazil, it's kind of when the Olympics, they have a yeah. very odd stats sort of thing. Arsenal forward Gabriel Martinelli then put uh, Brazil 2 0 with a cool penalty, and Mexico's second effort went through Johan Vasquez and hit the post. So I think those were the two goals that were screwed up by Mexico, if I do recall. Spot kick saved. Yeah. Uh,. No, uh, Danny Alves did score his first penalty. And then Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal put 2-0. So yeah, so Brazil was up 2-0 on pens. But it looked like Mexico did miss their second goal. Uh, Bruno Guimarães from Brazil stepped up and put Brazil with another goal, 3-0. Before Carlos Rodriguez uh, put Mexico's first goal on the board. So it, it was at 3-1. René from uh, Borussia Dortmund, striker. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, I did his objectives on FIFA. Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> sure. he made the goal, and then finally Brazil won 4-1. They, had, they made their chances. They had veterans who knew how to score their penalties. I think the the emotions of the Olympics kind of got to Mexico, yeah. making it a very difficult penny, uh, PK, PK I mean, turnout. 
I'm surprised they even made it this far, to be honest. Yeah, I know they have good talent, but I'm surprised they even made it this so much. Yeah, I think Olympics is a very great opportunity for teams, for the U23 teams, mm-hmm. to really show their talent and mostly give them the atmosphere of the pressure because they're representing their nation. And you got to remember it. No, no fans. No fans. No think, fans. Yeah, no fans. At the Olympics, too. Yeah. Especially since it's in Japan, you know, they're really oh, yeah. strict. I think they're very strict about the whole uh, sanitation. <laughs> so no fans, just not even family. So and all, all across competition, any competition, no fans. So, yeah, we'll see how they turn out because now this um, Friday, this Friday's third place match would be Mexico versus Japan. I think that's going to be a very difficult match for our Mexican side just because Japan have fought very, very Japan's well. A good team. Especially playing at home, they're going to want to win at least a medal for their nation so that they can maintain like the overall medals for Japan at least high. And Mexico do have a possibility, but we're just going to have to wait and see this Friday. Then Saturday, the grand final, Brazil versus Spain. They are both equal. Predictions? predictions. I, person, I personally feel like they're pretty equal with one another. They are, right? I, I'd say Spain. Spain? Yeah. They do have some. They do have pretty big names. Marco Asensio, like in 2016, 2017. And Brazil. Had a really good run in Brazil. They had Richarlison. They said, Richarlison scored a hat-trick in his first game in in the group stages, so we'll have to see. Danny Alves also is a pretty well-controlled veteran, although he is at his age. I think he is a great leader for the team. I believe he's captain, no? I think he's captain. He should be, no. (laughs) It has to be, and it has to be. So we'll have to wait and see. This weekend, um, we'll watch and tune in to see how the finals are going to go. Let's tune in at 4 in the morning. morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, the crazy hours for these these games. I just realized because it's like a 12-hour difference. All right, so before we wrap it up, we have about two weeks or so before the actual league start, La Liga, Premier League. What are you guys' is... Hold up. Before, before you go into that, but, I feel like we should save our predictions for next episode. Next episode? I feel like you can make a whole episode on that. You're right. We can do talk you know what we should do? What, what we should want? make our own table. Bring it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh you're right. right. And we'll, have another, we'll have another host to join us hopefully yeah, next yeah. time. Same or maybe I mean, you, you have some, some stuff that you want to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. So, recently with the preseasons, uh, Raul Jimenez is back after a horrific head injury. If you guys it was against Arsenal. Against Arsenal. Against Arsenal. Arsenal. He had a school fracture, if you saw those. He was out for, the, I'm pretty sure, if not the rest of the season. The whole season. The yeah, whole the season. But he made his comeback recently in the preseason, and he scored a goal, I believe, against Arsenal as well, no? Love to see it. Let me see around. I mean, no, we gotta get a fact check on that. Cause yeah, because I don't want to make any false accusations in terms of goal scoring. Accusations. Okay. <laughs> um, can we also mention how uh, Everton won their summer uh, tournament in Florida? The... Let me guess. Was were they playing against the U12s? Right. They were playing against the U12s. The handicapped U12s. <laughs> but they won. Um, they had friendlies. August, uh, Wolves won 2-1 against uh, Coventry City. So that was their friendly. I believe that's the game that Raul Jimenez scored in. To, uh, Come on, Raul. Come on, Raul. It shows comeback after that horrific injury, but we'll get to more info about that later. No, it was actually Silva and Neves. 
But, I mean, I, just him being back is fine. Yeah. I, I that, did see something. I promise I'm not making up lights. But I do know that he did score. He did score on a, I, a game. You can see it on the team. After they lost them, it just... Because they were a strong side the season before. They, they were. They were some dark horses. They are. They are a team that, again, like, at... You near, never know with that team. Near they the beat, end. They beat strong teams. They lose against weak teams. Uh, you don't know. Yeah, near the end of the, these games. They didn't have the best season. No. They they, they, they're kind of like a very unpredictable, but sometimes predictable team. You just don't know what you're going to get, right? We go on to uh, Christian Eriksen is out for six months after <laughs> a life or death. What? Okay. <laughs> Christian Eriksen came out, uh, is out for six months after a life or death heart attack in the Euros against, mm. uh, it was... Is Denmark versus Finland. Finland? Yes, that was crazy. We saw. I I, I heard so. reports that he wasn't going to play anymore. He even mentioned they, yeah, that he was going to retire. If you look at the medical staff and what they they stated in the reports, they said that he was gone. Like for a few minutes, for a few yeah. minutes, he was gone. Like he was actually gone. So, but we are glad to hear that he is back and recovering. Hopefully, he said he'll be back for about six, in about six months. They do have a good replacement for him for a bit until he recovers. It's uh, Konanoglu. A um, Turkish center attacking mid who played for AC Milan. Hmm. So he comes well, in. I think nice. Yeah, so he'll come in Shut to cover his spot. Uh, Mario Balotelli was welcomed back with a massive crowd over in Turkey. Do you know what club he signed for? I'm pretty sure it's like a C- Sivaspor, but let me just t- check on Mario Balotelli real quick. Didn't he play for like a like a Serie Serie Two like a Division Two team? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Demispor. Adan Demispor. It is a, I think it's an, is it actually it is. an Italian team or is it? It is a Turkish team. Take that back. It is a Turkish. Never team. heard of them. Yeah, it's Turkey, but sorry, Turkish fans. <laughs> he's still rocking. He, he's me. still out there kicking a ball, and recently his crowd welcomed him back. Messi won his first ever international trophy. Can we get a shout out to that for Messi? <laughs> but I'm a Colombian fan, so mm, it hurt a bit. <laughs> But congrats on Messi for his first international trophy. That was something he was always looking forward to. And we go to some sad news after recently we received news over the last week that Ajax Academy player Noah Gessert, age 16, dies in a car crash with his brother. So that was a very hard loss. It was last week, I believe. It happened like Saturday. Or not even even a while ago. Saturday. It happened Saturday. But, yeah, he was in a car accident with his uh, older brother, I believe. And he, both of them passed away at a very young age. Jeez. It's, he was a bright spark. It was a horrible news to hear. And there will be a moment of silence before matches start, and the Ajax players will wear armbands in mourning of yesterday's passing. In addition, flags will be flown at the half-mast at the Tokemst Sports Complex. Uh, we do give our best wishes to the family of... Uh, uh, Noah Mm -hmm. and hopefully they can get all the help they can financially and we give we send them many prayers from the United States as well and I believe that's all the news we've got for today we will come back for predictions as the Premier League La Liga all these teams are starting to head back to their home nations to start these leagues right up again what teams got relegated? I know that Fulham Fulham got Sheffield early. for sure. Sheffield. Let's just get that one out of there. Sheffield. And the promoted. Watford got promoted. I think Watford. Watford got promoted. Norwich. Norwich. What's the one with the B? You know what I'm talking about? Um, B. B. 
They has like the B on the logo. Oh, what's it called? Oh, jeez. It's red around the B. Oh, it's such a Brentford. B. Brentford. Yeah. Brentford? Yes. Never back. We will be back. We're going to make our own tables. We'll give you the results of the Olympics. This is uh, the oh, third, yeah. second, and first place after Japan play against Mexico. And then... We might Grand. record Saturday. We could. Time. We will be back. We'll be back uh, probably the end of this week or maybe starting next week with more news on everything you need to know from transfers, international, champ- uh, international championships and tournaments, and leagues. I have been Santiago Vasquez. I've been Rodrigo. And you have been listening to Los Champions. We will see you next week and we hope you stay tuned.